Blog Talk Radio. It's already done. It's the Pressure Points Unpacked Podcast with host Tyra Little. We're live Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This show deals with personal and community issues by getting to the root cause and causes on an open and raw level. We're unpacking emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical topics that influence and often control us. Get ready to unload, examine, and process. Let's get unpacked on Never Handed So Good Sports Media Network, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, hello, and welcome to Pressure Point Sunpack Podcast. I'm your host, Tyra Little, and we're going to continue our conversation on when the community stands in the gap. Today I have with me Gwendolyn Singletary, Executive Director of the Wiley Kennedy Foundation. Gwen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Well, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. And I know one of the initiatives that you guys have over at the Wiley Kennedy Foundation um, is that you guys have been doing the cybersecurity training. And so we know that a lot of times that if we don't have someone else actually jumping in and providing training for our communities, they get left behind. Mm-hmm. So I want you to talk to us a little about the program, um, what caused you to actually begin to offer in this type of a program? Well, first of all, um, let me just say it was a uh, part of our overall strategic platform. Um, as we assess, this, this um, foundation has been in um, service since 1999. Wow. However, I took over the foundation about three years ago. And once again, it was time to reassess. And doing that reassess, but we determined there were some areas of opportunity for us, um, one being housing, one being economic development, which is small business development, as well as job training, going forward, all of that sort of stuff. And the other was education. And we like to call it education, lifelong learning. So it's more than just getting through high school and college and that sort of thing. It's also continue to learn all through your life. We're looking for a new business, a new trade, a new career to go into. We think it's important to have lifelong learning. So we all, like everyone else, got hit with the pandemic. This area is a proud black community that really has gone through a lot. But the major issue we face is disinvestment. Um, Our city officials, county officials have done a lot of things around the area, but not in 2903. Mm -hmm. So we felt it was important for us to take control of our own narrative, if you will, and start determining our own fate. So we said, here is how we're going to make our community better. So through those things, that brought our strategic pillars. And as we started examining those kind of things, we said, where is the major need? How can we make an impact? And remember, we started a lot of this during COVID. Right. So COVID drove a lot of our decision-making process there because we knew people had to be trained um, in careers that paid well. Mm-hmm. That was important. It paid well. They gave you flexibility. And how do we do all of that in a COVID situation that we're dealing with? And one of the things that came to mind to us very simply was Internet services, uh, where opportunities were, coding, and then cybersecurity. Cybersecurity is a $39 billion industry in the U.S. alone. And it's anticipated it will grow at least double digits over the next decade. Wow. So we know we had an opportunity there. And we know that oftentimes people don't think of our folk, minority communities, black and brown people, mm-hmm. are being tech savvy. But we know different. Absolutely. They are very tech savvy. Absolutely. Uh, it's amazing to me 
So we said, look, let's throw all these facts together, what we come up with. So we were able to get some funding for communities, communities, uh, donors, and Rison County specifically. Oh, wow. Our uh, Rison County uh, uh, council person, I have to give a shout out, Yvonne McBride. She is really into changing the narrative in this community. Mm-hmm. They got up some funds. And we went out on the search to find the right people. So we found uh, instructors to instruct the course, um, a academic, a PhD in the field, as well as a person who works for comp TIA. So we had both the hands-on wow. and we have someone who is a, 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 a professor. Um, we also started looking for how can we help you make this happen? Because people are afraid. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want to come out to the class. Okay, so we said, okay. That's not a problem because most of it's going to be done virtual. We will bring you in once or twice for a couple of things, but it's basically be virtual. That took away that issue. Then the next thing was, wow, that's great. I don't have the money for this course. This course can cost up to $4,000, $5,000 depending. Right. Uh, because of our partnership, we were able to alleviate the cost. We oh, will wow. pay for the cost of the course. Um, then the next fault issue overcome, well, the manual to be a part of the course costs right about $500. Hmm. Not a problem. We're going to pay for your manual for you, and we're going to pay for certificates for you to take the test to get your certification. One thing about this class is your certification is uh, accredited. It's right on point. What happens is you go and you take your test at a testing station online. So you don't have to worry about people saying you don't really have the certification, that kind of thing. It's a a place you go take the test online. That costs $100 or so to take the test. We're going to get rid of that for you as well. We're going to pay wow. for that. So what we did, some people said, well, I don't have a computer. Guess what? We're going to help you with that, too. Some folks who need help with computers, we said, okay, we'll get you a computer, or we'll help you get a computer. Some folks have gotten, um, in this situation, have gotten jobs mm-hmm. with this. A lot of people have gotten jobs. But some people got jobs and said, wow, the computer I had is not of the kelp that I need to do a real job. We right. help them get another computer. So oh, we've been able to kind of get rid of all the barriers. We got you the instructions, the instructors, two very good instructors. We've got the um, the manuals for you for the class. We have got computers. If you need them, you can show if you need a computer, can't get one, we help you with that. We'll help you even take the test. We also take time through the class process, a six month process. We take you through that. Then we spend some time with you one-on-one if need be to help you tutoring you to make sure you can pass the test. I mean, Gwen, it sounds like, I mean, literally, you guys have eliminated every and any excuse as possible, even down to, just like you said, this happened during the time of COVID. But if at this point in time now, if someone says, well, I don't have transportation, it's not necessary. And so, I mean, you guys have hammered it. I mean, there's no excuse. So, and let me just say one more thing. What we did mm-hmm. also was um, our instructors are phenomenal. So they had us on Google Docs. So if you happen to miss a class, you can go back and watch your class as many times as you want to so you haven't missed anything. They've done that for you as well. So the, the instructors we have were wonderful. Our support from Richard County, Yvonne McBride, was wonderful. And we were able to, your point, put together something. Let me just say one more thing. <laughs> as we progressed with the program, because we got input, we asked people questions. Right. We, need. Mm-hmm. we said, it's time to look for a job. Let me help you do that. Oh, wow. We also have a person who kind of goes out and tries to get with different corporations to say, hey, I got these few students. Could you minimally interview them to see if you can possibly give them a job mm-hmm. or internship? Then we have people to come in and help them with two other things. 
one person comes and helps them with the interview and skills. How to prepare mm-hmm. for your interview, because that interviews are different. They're online right. now, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not the same. How you prepare for those kind of interviews. We have mm-hmm. someone to do that. Then we have someone to come in and say, let me help you write your resume, oh, wow. your LinkedIn profile, and your cover letter. Wow. So we do that for them as well. We try to get them prepared for the job world. All things, a lot of things have changed. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure their resumes hit the key things, the right things. Um, it's the right kind of font. It's the sizing. No typos. We have people to go through that with them as well. So everything that you would need to get a job in this arena, we try to um, make it simple and easy to get done. Right. I mean, everything has been, I mean, that is very well thought out. And this this is the whole thing when we talk about the community standing in the gap. Um, we all know that marginalized communities, you know, have these issues sometimes, but you all have eliminated. So how how do we continue to get the information out? I mean, what has, has the attendance been like for this? Because in instances like this, I mean, this is a perfect situation for someone who has an interest in computers. Mm-hmm. I mean, and knowing how we see where the world is going. I mean, we can begin to start talking about um, last week's conversation was with, the, was with the gentleman talking about the metaverse, mm-hmm. um, talking about drones and, you know, um, artificial intelligence. I mean, it's here. It's here to stay. This is how the world is going, how mm-hmm. it's advancing. Mm-hmm. So... How is the attendance or, well, I have a twofold question. So one is, what does the attendance look like for you guys for mm-hmm. each segment of this? Because you guys started doing this during a COVID time. Mm-hmm. But then how are you getting the word out? Okay. Well, two things. Um, in terms of getting the word out, that's a simplest one. We have uh, used social media quite a bit. Uh, we've done some ads. We also have done more word of mouth things like going to churches, community centers, We've even hit some colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've done more word of mouth stuff than stuff online. So, oh, stuff in the on uh, radio, TV. Okay. Um, because our dollars, we want to put the dollars more toward the program and advertising. And so subsequently, it was more word of mouth, more flyers, thing, more church things, more social media, and getting the word out. Um, that has been somewhat successful. Uh, we always need more. In terms of the attendance, I'm happy to say. We've gotten 25, 20, 30 people per class. I'm surprised that's all we got, though. I really mm-hmm. thought we would have gotten more based on what we're trying to offer. Right. Um, so we do have people who now have – it took a little while to catch on. Mm-hmm. You know how folk are, oh, I don't know, that's still good to be true. And people have concern about, oh, it was free, so I don't know if I'm really getting anything. Mm-hmm. Once people got out wow. and saw what they were getting and people were able to say, no, this is real, those whatever, whatever, we are now at a point now where people are trying to get into the class more and more. We are to that point trying to recruit additional dollars. We're going to have the federal dollars now okay. to try to help us be able to give several courses a year opposed to one. Right. Several courses a year with more students, and we will probably be able to do more of in person. We still will do some in- online stuff. Mm-hmm. We're able to do more in person. We realize what that, how that affects people. People still do better face-to-face Absolutely. and online. Absolutely. So we're realizing now the ability to get this additional funding and by the way, we take donations from anyone, individuals or corporations. Mm-hmm. So, hey, hey, want to send some money. Um, then we'll get, plug. Same plug. Yes, yes. So we'll be able to help more people and, and, and meet them at their needs to learn. A lot of folks we've understood, unfortunately, are afraid. And we have people in our classes from the age of, we got a youngest student with a senior in high school. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I want to see how it would work. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, young ladies were senior in high school. I got to the senior the counselor, told her what we were trying to do. She gave me a young lady, and the young lady finished the class and did very well. And now she's at, in college, her first year in college. Oh, wow. Um, so we've had people in high school, I said senior high school, all the way up to the mid 50s. Because people are saying, you know, I want to change careers. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Know, I want to do this right here. And then, of course, COVID made people say, I want to look at my whole work piece differently. I don't mm-hmm. want to leave my home anymore now. I like this homebound thing. Mm-hmm. What can I do to make the kind of money? So people are looking at it a different way, not only a career, but we saw a lot of people now look at it as a second career. Right. Or, thirdly, I have one woman said, it's going to be my side hustle. Okay. So I, I heard have one person told me that. She said, I have a job, but this is going to be my side hustle stuff because I can take on a couple of clients. Right. And still do my regular job. Absolutely. So it, it, it's something that I think we were blessed to um, come up with this concept and blessed to be able to uh, meet so many needs. Hey, I mean, that's, that's great. Um, I mean, <laughs> there's not much more that you can say to this. This is great. But now here's the question. So I know that with Richland County um, actually donating funds, mm-hmm. the criteria that people have to meet, and then now since you're going after federal funds, would that probably shift some of the criteria? So if you could speak to the listeners and let them know what is the required, what are what are the requirements in order to qualify for this program? The, requirement, the requirements from a Richland County perspective is you have to live in Richland County. Okay, that's about it. Okay. Now the federal funds would be totally different. There's no criteria in terms of whatever. <clears throat> we will do a small interview with you beforehand mm-hmm. um, to ensure that you can master the keyboard, right. that you have at least a 10th grade education. Okay. comprehension mm-hmm. and uh, really try to talk with you a little bit to understand your real interest in the right. field. Right. That's an interview process that everybody goes through. It's a 20, 30 minute interview process with the instructors. But that's it. It mm-hmm. has really been um, just kind of open to get people in and try it. And uh, we, we in the community just want to uplift our community. We see this brings on jobs, this brings Absolutely. education, it brings on um, financial prosperity. That mm-hmm. means we're going to buy homes. That means people are going to spend more money in the, in the community. That means more business will come. It's just an uh, ecosystem right, of growing right. the economy in our mm-hmm. community. And so mm-hmm. that's why the foundation and those kind of things we try to do to make a difference in this community. Absolutely. So I want to kind of talk and um, segue into there's another program that the Wiley Kennedy Foundation is doing, um, and it's a new mm-hmm. social justice piece. But I think we need to kind of talk about social justice a little more um, because, as you know, this is a social justice podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the main factors is that we talk about legislation. We want everybody to know that social justice has a lot more components. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you've nailed the, one of the first ones, you know, mm-hmm. when we're talking about, about that financial, that educational piece. But there's a huge one that I see where we really need to educate the community more on voting. Um, and understanding the process of voting. I know, you know, our parents were, you know, they're really excited when your child gets to the age to where they're able to vote. Mm -hmm. And it was a big deal for them to take you into the voting booth with them and for them to show you how to pull that lever. Um, And I'm not knocking anything that that generation did because they did the best that they knew how. Mm -hmm. But at this point, what we're finding out and realizing is, you know, a lot of different people, candidates, when they run for stuff, um, they really don't solicit 
our votes because they feel like, well, if I run on a Democratic ticket, oh, it's just a win-win. It's a given. And I think it's time out for that. Um, I think that we have to begin to grab at the older people that we can in order to help to shift their mindset of how to vote, but more importantly, the youth that is coming along because a lot of them now are becoming just disinterested in even voting, period, because they feel like they vote don't matter Mm -hmm. because, you know, the whole holding people accountable. And so we have to begin to instruct people to understand that when you get ready to vote for a candidate, you need to research that position because, to my surprise, what you see and what you find is sometimes you got people that get in the offices and you really ask them, will tell me exactly what your position, you know, what all can you do in your position? And they can't really articulate that to you, which is even sadder because we've elected them in. So we have to stop this whole thought process of you just go in and you just pull the Democratic lever. Absolutely not. Um, And so I know with the social justice piece that you have with the kids, I don't remember the exact age group. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's starting somewhere like 16, 16. maybe, mm-hmm. 16. Um, and I know the hope is to get some other political people out here because even as we're educating our people, mm-hmm. we have to start identifying possibilities of people who actually can fit the bill that will be able to run, to actually debate on an intelligent level, mm-hmm. um, but not come across as an angry person because they are passionate about what they're doing. Right. So we have our work cut out for us, and um, I know from what you are doing um, and just hearing what you guys did with this cybersecurity program, I have no doubt that the same thing is going to happen with the social justice program, but we got to figure out, too, um, how we can really stand in the gap in that area a little more with voter education and helping people to understand nobody's attacking your educational level, Mm -hmm. but we need to make sure that you really understand how to vote, the process that you need to go to about researching your candidates, but then also understanding that we got to do more voting on the local level. So I know I've said a lot, and this is Pressure Points Unpacked, but Mm -hmm. I'm passionate about it and trying not to come across sounding as the aggressive, angry (laughs) Black woman, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, it's, it's time out for this, and we, we need to yeah. change. And it, it, it requires you to get a little frustrated. Um, I, I tell you, the program we have I'm so excited about, mm-hmm. and it's called um, Coalition of Community Fellows. Um, the program started based on my experience. Um, as I began to work in this area in nonprofit, I'm from corporate America. This is not what I went to school for. <laughs> I'm an advertising marketing professional. I live my career in New York, and I moved back home, and this was not what I had ever done. But I got into this area and loved it and uh, brought my corporate America um, experience and knowledge to the nonprofit sector, which mm-hmm. has been a benefit to me. And as I started this process, I realized the frustration mm-hmm. of dealing with the political and judicial systems and trying to get something done. Mm-hmm. That caused me to say, you know what? This has not a whole lot to do about formal education or not as much to do about um, uh, your, your Republican or, or Democratic, whatever. It has right. to do with knowledge of the system, yes. which our kids, our young people, our parents did not know. 
And so I started off saying, we got to teach them. They cannot plan the boat, if you will. That's a new thing, not plan your boat. Or play the game, and we could talk about the term play the game because mm-hmm. that sort of can be a, a, a negative. But I'm saying understand how to navigate the system if you don't know the system. Absolutely. Um, so that's what the impetus for this program, um, that we want to teach our young people, 16 to 19 is what we got right now. This is our first one out. We may adjust a little bit based on what we see. We have people from 16 to a freshman in college in our group. And what we're doing is trying to teach them social justice. Our first session was a case for social justice, which explained to them what it really is and how it intertwines everything from financial to mm-hmm. education levels to hospitals, mm-hmm. how all of that works together for your community, how that all impacts it. Mm-hmm. It was a phenomenal session. We had a great young lady to come in and speak. Um, it was huge. We're going to continue that process with a meeting with an icon in social justice, um, James Ferguson II. We're going to meet with him in October, Charlotte, to meet with him and have lunch. He's going to have lunch with our fellow to okay. share with him. I'm so excited about that. I'm yes. so excited to hear about what he did in South Africa as well. Mm-hmm. We have a session set up with our legislative uh, body, our city council, county council, mayor, all those folks. We have sessions set up with our judicial system, our attorney general, our solicitor, uh, our judges. All of those kind of folks will come as well. We also are going to do a thing about um, volunteerism, nonprofit. We have a session on nonprofit and mm-hmm. the need we have for that and how it works in the community. And we have some key urban league leaders and stuff like that will come in and talk with um, those young people like that. We have wonderful things. We talk about leadership. We're going to talk about business. What I really, really like, we can also do a community project. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't been decided yet. The, 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 the students, the fellows are going to term their community project. But what I want them to understand is leadership is service. Mm-hmm. I want them to understand that. So Absolutely. we may clean some elderly person's yard. That's leadership to me. That's service. That's it what is. it's all about. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing that as well. Uh, we're going to be going to D.C. Uh, we're going to, 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 the, to the museum, the um, African History Museum in D.C. We're going to meet some bankers. I mean, I am trying to expose. We're going to a county council meeting. Right. To actually sit there and see what they do and ask questions. I'm trying to expose them to so much of our judicial, political, mm-hmm. um, civic groups and leadership right. so they understand. And yes, I've told them my goal is to get, get, get me some kind of leaders out of here. I'm looking for a senator or council person, something out of this group. Right. Right. Um, so they can go home and carry the work forward. A couple of our um, iconic civil rights leaders have said that and I talked to them about coming and speaking. They're like, I'm in. I want to be a part of this. And I, I, I'm about ready to sit down. So I want to make sure I'm right. leaving things in good hands. Absolutely. And so they have been really supportive about that. That is something that I had to do based on my experience, and I think anyone out there who's tried to do some positive things in their community mm-hmm. knows exactly how I felt or how I feel. Right. There were times after having meetings just trying to get houses built for somebody or dollars for education or people coming out to vote. I actually came home, got into my bed, and covered my head. It required okay. all of that. Okay. And so I said, we've got to teach our people. I mean, here's one example. I explained to the kids, did you know that in South Carolina, that a magistrate does not have to have a law degree. Mm-hmm. And it was even like I'm crazy. Their parents, right. the first session was with their parents. So, yeah. So, you have people doing judicial work mm-hmm. in our system, passing out senators without a law degree. Absolutely. Well, That's a problem. It, it's a huge problem. Well, let's, problem. Take, let's take it back to one further. You have to look at the fact of how long in the office of coroner 
that you had corners of the history in Columbia, South Carolina. It was over 100 years of history, and not one had a medical background, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so it it seems like that, um, that continues on in we have got to make sure that our children are educated so that they have a seat at the table that they earned, not one that was handed down, Mm -hmm. but it's so much powerful when it's the seat that you have earned and you're sitting at the seat because you did the work. And you know it and you understand it. And that's what's so happening. We don't understand the general, and that's not just for people of color or uh, underserved communities. Most people just can don't understand the political system. Mm-hmm. And such, such, subsequently, we are frustrated by it. Some people are marginalized by it. Some by people are over-empowered by it. But all of us need to understand that's right. the system. We all need to understand the need to give back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something people don't understand as well. So those are some things that really got me. And then luckily, um, uh, my board of directors uh, were feeling what I was saying. Almost all of them, my board of directors consists of lawyers and council people and all kinds of folk who understood the system and said, this is something great. We need to make this happen. And that's what we've been doing. And I'm very excited about the turnout thus far. I'm very excited about um, the young people that I have. I, I mean, they're asking questions. They're engaged. They're taking notes. Um, I'll be honest with you. I prayed for a certain number of kids. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord, I believe, spoke to me and said, pray for quality. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes a difference. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we, I, we, I've been blown away by these young people's interest in the knowledge level and in terms of what they want to do. Have a young girl, a young guy who wants to be a lawyer. Have a young girl in the class who says to me, I want to be a teacher. And she says to me like this, I want to be a teacher. Even though every time I tell somebody that, they laugh at me and say, girl, you're not going to make any money. That's, that's, that's disheartening. That's crazy. One of the best, most important <clears throat> professions in our country is a teacher. Right. And they go, she's going to be abused <clears throat> that way. And people tell her constantly, you're crazy. You're not making any money. Mm-hmm. But she says to me, I'm still going to be a teacher. That's what I'm excited about. Because it's about passion. It's about passion. That's because when passion about. and purpose meet, oh, my God, you have, it, it's, it's two things that go together that is just phenomenal. Yeah, so, um, <coughs> ooh, excuse me. <coughs> Whoa, okay. I don't have COVID, y'all. But anyway, <laughs> um, it, it's great. I was actually told by someone who I knew that came to, um, your first session with the social justice, mm-hmm. Antonio Robertson, that, man, he was blown away. Mm-hmm. So everything you say, you know, a lot of times people are listening, okay, well, yeah, it's your program, you know, you're blown away. But no, to hear it from someone else who was there firsthand mm-hmm. who stated, man, I was blown away because these kids were actually in here, they were taking notes. That's impressive. It's impressive. It's impressive because it means that they truly care and this is something that has truly caught their interest. And so their community fellows, I want to say this, they will always do a community fellow. We have classes of them, but our plans always bring them back, constantly keeping in contact with them, doing things with them. Um, you know, we want to be able to have this program to a point where people can say, when they put in a college application, I was a coalition community fellow. I was, that, right. was kind of, that kind of scenario is what we're trying to get the program to that level. Right. Where people recognize it and say, wow, okay, you went to that program, you know, that's really a cool thing. Um, these young people, to be like I said, um, Mr. Tony Robinson, so we talk about names, mm-hmm. he did come. And I got to tell you, he was phenomenal. And what he did was, and I'm just kind of thinking we, I love, he does uh, credit building and financial planning and all that. Uh, he's a very successful man. 
uh, in his in his own right, and he does a lot of good work. But he said to those students, he said, talk with your parents. I'll give each one of you, each one of you now, it's like mm. 15 kids in here. Wow. I'll give each one of you two hours of free time to help you start financial planning. You're not too young at 16 or a plus to start your checking account, your savings account, and investing. Absolutely. You're not too young for that. Mm-hmm. So I will give you two hours. I'm like, wow, that's money. He's giving you money, right. guys. Um, we're going to also do a financial literacy piece. Um, he has done stuff on credit and um, budgeting. Then I have a young man coming back on our third session to talk about investing. This young man made his first million at 31 years old. Wow. He said, I will never make the kind of money I want to make by just saving. Right. He is a person who believes you make money to be able to do for your family and your community. I love his spirit. Mm-hmm. So we're going to also tie some financial. That's what we trace now. Social justice is good. to have some money to take care of it. Mm-hmm. So we're also going to be tying that piece as well. So we'll try to cover a major gamut, but all points back to doing and giving to your community in your in the world. Absolutely. And that is what it's about, man. Again, standing in the gap. When the community stands in the gap, when we meet the needs that's out here, we can be so powerful together, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thank God for you. I thank God for what you're doing, um, as well as Taz Little that I had on last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has a really good program. He's doing um, scholarships for people to come and to take this course for the drones because this is the way that the world is going. Let me just also say, I'm sorry mm-hmm. to thank you, but look at at the end of the program, when they graduate, they will all get a stipend. If you graduate for a program successfully, you will get a stipend. So there is some compensation, but you also we also give out two scholarships. So that's part of what we'll be doing as well. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, amazing, you yeah. know. Um, so I'm looking back over the month of some of the people that we had that I spoke with. Um, Master Goodwin, mm-hmm. um, he's another one that's doing good things in the community. Seeing the need, understanding that all children are not bad, but there are issues sometimes where children believe it or not, do get kicked out of daycare. It happens. It doesn't mean that the child is bad, but they need some more one-on-one attention. But in the mean, it, but while that's going on, those parents still have to work. Right. And so thank God that he's able to meet that need. Mm-hmm. Um, even with looking at dealing with foster children and still looking at how, hey, I can get them in and they learn something because discipline is key in this world. No question. It's key. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just grateful to have people like yourself mm-hmm. um, as well as the other two gentlemen that I just mentioned mm-hmm. that is out here trying to make a difference. And we tell our young people, too, that's your point. I, think, I love that point about discipline. We tell them, like, we tell them this way. This is your time period. You have to be in, in, in our session by this time. Now, it's late, something on work. This is your, your call time. Mm-hmm. And we say this is tied to successfully. You get your stipend if you successfully complete the, uh, complete the program. Right. Part of that success is being on time. Absolutely. We're not playing with you on this. Absolutely. So we have a, a letter of agreement they signed to them and their parents that they'll complete at least 80% of the curriculum. You know, people have to be out sometimes. You have to show respect to our presenters and each other. There's a, we have, we have uh, items that they wear, a shirt and a jacket they wear at certain events. Mm-hmm. You have to wear those who we ask to wear them. There are certain things they have to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Subsequently, we're showing them accountability. Absolutely. For sure accountability. So you need to commit to this. It's not going to, I'm going to come without No. And if you completely successful, successfully complete this, then you get your stipend, and then you'll be eligible for a lot of scholarships. Hey, 
You can't ask for anything better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thank you for this time. Um, I thank you for the work and the service that you're doing in the community. Thank you. It makes a difference. Um, and, again, it's passion meeting purpose. Uh, you're passionate about it. And your story is ideal to what happens over life. You know, you come in doing one thing in life. You're saying that this is what I want to do. But life happens. Things change. Your desires change. Your passions change throughout life. And I think that when we can have a real conversation with children and they're able to see that because you can show your track record, okay, it shifted here at this age. And now this is why I'm here doing X, Y, Z for you. It shows them, man, that we, we're real people, <laughs> you know? Uh, we're not just sitting here talking and giving you a whole bunch of fluff. Yep. We're trying to set you up for a successful life. It's time. It's right. It's time. It's time for that. It's, it's absolutely time for that. Right. So, right. Yeah. Well, I thank you. Let me say one thing. Let everybody know how they can get in contact with you because from this, we may have some people that's interested in the next round of the Community Fellows Program, as well as the next time for the cybersecurity. So let them know how they can Okay, well, it's the Wiley Kennedy Foundation, and um, my number is 803-704-4149. Once again, 803-704-4149. We're in the Community Fellows right now. Our next class will begin next month on our cybersecurity. We'll begin recruiting next month by site security to prepare starting January. Um, email address is kind of a long one. It's G Singletary and Singletary is S I N G L E T A R Y at Wiley W I L E Y Kennedy K E N N E D Y dash foundation dot org. Once again that's G Singletary at Wiley Kennedy dash foundation dot org or eight oh three seven oh four Four one four nine. Please call me, hit me, email me, let me know your interest. Um, like I said, we'll start in the next couple of weeks putting out applications for our cybersecurity course that will start in January. So it's a perfect time, and um, we'll go from there. So please contact me if you don't need more information, have any questions. I'm willing to talk with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, this is Tyra Little, and I'm your host of Pressure Points Unpacked Podcast. Next month. Um, as I just stated, local elections are so important. Um, we're going to deal with the school board again. Uh, we have this. This is critical. It's a critical time. And if you can get out to any of the forums that they have in any of the districts, it's important that you be there because you need to hear how the candidate that you will choose, what their views are. Um, you need to understand what their um, what their background is, what makes them compatible to be in this particular situation. So please go to the forums. Um, we'll be dealing with Richland District 1 as well as Richland District 2. I'm going to be re- reaching out to those candidates as well. It's actually 12 of them. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to get all of them on, but I will reach out. So again, this is Tyra Little with Pressure Points Unpacked, and we'll see you next week. It's already done.